Brews and Boxing. I'm your host, Raider Live. Good to be back with you for another week of boxing news and analysis from our panel of experts. Our first expert, as always, on my upper left there, the one, the only, the guinea pig whisperer himself, Filthy Rich. Filthy Rich, how are you doing? Welcome back, Anthony Davis. That's all I got. Hey, all right. Well, when we can get through one show without a LeBron thing, that's pretty cool, but that, that's going to be the shortest theme music ever. Uh, the other expert we got on our upper right here uh, is the uh, he's the fish whisperer, the crappy whisperer himself. The judges, the court is in session for Judge Jimmy James. Judge, how are you doing? Uh, you're going to have to be watching us on YouTube backslash Bruise and Boxing to see this, but I just got my brand new first edition Baseballisms The Kid hat in the mail today, showcasing his sweet home run swing in 8-bit form. Your favorite player's favorite player. Is that Ken Griffey Jr.? Looks like Ken Griffey Jr. Don't! Right. <laughs> oh, geez, a doe right off the bat. Man, I thought Matt from Lindstrom wasn't here anymore. <laughs> Making you work this week. <laughs> Right off the bat, we get a short intro and a dough right off the bat in the two intros. <laughs> All right, no big deal. We got a lot of uh, news to get into this week. We also have uh, reviews for a lot of fights that happened last weekend. And then we'll also have Judge to the Max at the end uh, with a little new format on it. So I'm looking forward to that. You buy, you, wow, you, you buys, you guys ready for bruising news? Ring the bell. Okay, maybe. Brews and news, where we talk about the latest brews and news. But first, what we got to do because the show is called Brews and Boxing is crack a brew. And let me grab my champagne down here because it is the high life of beer champagne. So, gentlemen, cheers. Better than Tecate. Toilet water is better than Tecate. Toilet water that's been in a Porter John at a concert is better than Tecate. It's close. All right. First bit of news we're going to talk about here is uh, Eddie Hearn's Matchroom Boxing signs a five-year deal with the zone, which is very, half of me just disappeared there. What happened there? I I guarantee I'm a full person. Oh, it's because my beer's in the way. That's what it is. Uh Aha. I guarantee I'm a full person most of the time. Anyway, Matchroom is signed with the zone. We're going to see a lot more uh, Matchroom fighters coming up to five-year deal. Filthy Rich, you excited to hear about Matchroom moving to the zone? I don't know. This one's hard to tell. Uh, Eddie Hearn's leaving Sky Sports. And if we remember Anthony Joshua fighting Tyson, it wasn't Tyson Fury, excuse me, fighting uh, Vladimir Klitschko, that was a like a dual joint event where Sky Sports got to broadcast the live rights while HBO got to do uh, the replay. So with this deal, I I want to know if there is going to be uh, a possibility of having a fight on two separate networks, whether it's simultaneously or on like a delayed replay. This may get this may interfere with uh, Fury and Joshua because if Fury is. I don't know if he's exclusive to ESPN, but how does this fight happen if DAZN have like has these exclusive rights to matchroom fighters? So I don't know all the information behind this, but my gut instinct tells me that there may not be a, a rematch that I think we all thought we were promised between Fury and Joshua if that fight even happens now. You're saying it might just be a one and done fight if it doesn't happen. If it does well, happen, you mean? It looks like the deal with 
Sky Sports is up in like June, and I have a feeling, maybe July, and I have a feeling that uh, Fury and Joshua will happen before the Sky Sports uh, deal expires. I'm also hoping that somehow they make that into, uh, like, again, I don't know the term, but like a dual event where the ESPN people can watch it. Uh, We don't get Sky Sports over here in the States, but I'm interested to know how this is going to happen. And once that deal expires and uh, Matchroom becomes exclusive to DAZN, what will happen? I know uh, Tyson Fury is also with like the Queensberry Promotions, who I believe is with BT Sports, but... Uh, these networks are, uh, they've already got in the way. And now I think this is just a, another hurdle and another obstacle. And I, I don't, don't think I like it, but you, uh, Eddie Hearn would have to be a fool to turn down what sounds like the high nine figures. Judge, you have any thoughts about the match removing to the zone? I know you love the zone. I, you have the app, you watch it on your phone and uh, on the side of your garage and, are you excited to see more matchroom fighters on the zone? Well, I mean, honestly, I don't think this really affects us in the U.S. very much at all. Uh, Sky Sports is a huge U.K. network. And this is going to affect everybody that watches fights in the U.K. Uh, so I kind of feel bad for them if all of a sudden they were... <laughs> well, I guess I don't feel bad for them. It's just kind of like what we're doing once we launched it. Once uh, these streaming services took over, now it's just everyone splits off and wants their own piece of the pie. So now you just have to pay seven different people for this that, you know, that equals up to a hundred bucks that you were paying one single, um, like cable company back in the day for this instead. So, uh, there, there are a few couple of points, uh, Joshua and white Dillian white are still going to exclusively show not exclusively, but they're also going to show their fights on sky sports. So Joshua is still going to be on sky sports, uh, or sky box office, whatever the hell they call it. Skybox. Um, so I don't think that's going to affect, uh, the, uh, fury fight, uh, at all. Um, there are, there are a few other names that are going to be on, um, that are going to be now exclusively on, uh, the zone as opposed to matchroom, um, which pretty much ain't really that big anyway. Um, for the big ones like Connor Ben, he was a eh, whatever, um, Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, uh, Katie Taylor, I might guess might be a big one. Cause I know she's a huge draw. Um, for her division uh, in women's boxing and then Canelo Alvarez, obviously, but that was already on its own anyway, so I really don't know why it was thrown into the mix, but um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be more of an issue for uh, for the UK and really not for us. We're still going to see the same fights because I know most of the UK fights that I've been watching, I watched on zone in real time when they were being shown in the UK, just you know, from 1 in the afternoon to 5pm, as opposed to, you know, 9pm to whatever. Well, one thing I kind of took out of this too, I don't know if this is true, but this is just something I thought that maybe with Matchroom getting, you know, signing this big deal with the zone, making a lot of money that maybe they'll be able to, to use that to uh, finagle more bigger matchups and stuff for the zone for the five. Maybe you get a triple G Andre fight or uh, something along them lines, you know, you really start pushing. Once, once you sign with a new deal with somebody, you want to really start pushing and prove that that money was worth it. Maybe the zone's got some, money to throw around get some of these bigger names to sign the dotted line i mean it's just a thought but uh, any thoughts on that guys or you think it's just going to be the kind of same the norm okay I, good I, talk. I, I don't <laughs> i mean i don't know I, 
if we get Fury and Joshua too out of this, then uh, then I think it's a good. Maybe it's I guess it's a good thing. I don't know, but saying names like Triple G and Andre, they're already signed with Matchroom anyways. Yeah. I want to see how those guys end up on ESPN, and I don't see that happening. I don't see Canelo on ESPN or Fox or taking any other kind of deals on another network. Well, Canelo's kind of a, on his own, though, a little bit, right? Then it's just like a three-fight deal, I think, with Matchroom or a two-fight deal or something. Just with the, I thought BGS is his last fight with Matchroom. The zone. Free agent again. He's with the zone. Is he with the zone? Yes. Okay. Well, I guess that so facto makes him with Matchroom. All right, let's move on to the next bit of news here. Uh, everyone's favorite, Bob Arum, throwing his name out there again. He was saying that uh, Berlanga versus Canelo would be this generation's Pacquiao Mayweather. Now, that just seems like a ridiculous comment to me, and I'm looking at James, it looks like a ridiculous comment to him as well, just because Berlanga has kind of a sideshow that hasn't fought anybody yet. He's got his knockout streak going still, and uh, maybe if you fight somebody in the top 100, uh, maybe you could get a Canelo fight that would make it more interesting, but I don't think Berlanga's even close to as big a name as Canelo. James, you look like you kind of agree with me. What do you want to talk about on that one, Bob Aram? <laughs> well, Berlanga Ber- Canelo. If you, if you, man, if you even look at these two, that means Pacquiao would be Berlanga and Mayweather would be Canelo, right? Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't change it the other way. Mayweather ain't Berlanga. I don't know where they're making. I don't know where, dude, this guy is. He's going insane. He's going senile. I, I don't know where he's making this connection at all. Berlanga is somebody I, I know I've been touting for a while because he does have very good power, right? But he hasn't been past the first round in any fight. I don't care if he's 17 or no. That's you, first round knockout. That's awesome. Now, fights, once you start fighting some more people, besides <laughs> before you start getting compared to Pacquiao, who is in, I mean, all-time top 10 in my in my book. So that's just that's just crazy. I don't even know where he's I just don't know where he's making this connection. I mean he's trying to get some of that Canelo money coming his way. Yeah, I mean like, that's what it's that's what that's what it's all about. I mean uh, I, I look you gotta promote yourself and I and I you promote your brand, I guess, but <laughs> well, it's even funnier about it just, too when you no, make a just comparison no. between the two. Pacquiao was around forever when he fought Just Mayweather, now. and Mayweather's around forever. Berlanga's only been on the scene for what about a year, year and a half? I mean, that you've been really hearing about him. You know, it he hasn't done them big knockout, big fights. He hasn't even headlined a pay per view, as far as I know. Well, you've got to headline a pay per view to be a big name player in the game. It's just this is just silly. I'm just saying, this Pacquiao just signed silly. or sold out pay per view numbers uh, out the out the butt, but. Uh, I don't know. Filthy Rich, what do you think? Do you think this is just Bob Aaron going senile, or do you think uh, there's a little, any substance behind this at all? No, you, uh, you're you both right. And, <laughs> no, you're, you're both right. Like, he wants that Canelo money. He's got Bud Crawford at welterweight. He's got Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. He has, like, every division. Nah, I wouldn't say every division. He's got Tyson Fury. He's got a lot of divisions sewn up where, when it comes to the top guy. He does not have that super uh middleweight guy locked up and if you go on the list of super middleweights the only guy he really has is at the top of my head edgar berlanga so uh he wants a piece of that canelo money raider you're absolutely right 
So how do you get that Canelo money? You say something stupid like Pacquiao <laughs> Mayweather and like it, it probably works on people. If people, it probably works on people. I, I don't know what people are thinking. Uh, we all know Pacquiao and Mayweather. And these two are like, say what you will, at least top 15 all time. Both of them. Canelo is uh, on the heels of that. I don't About think he has. Maybe. I don't have uh, a list of Hall of Famers in front of me that he's beaten. Berlanga has, I don't think he's beaten any Hall of Famers, but you could take either Pacquiao or Mayweather, and they have like a laundry list full of the names of the names of uh, the decades uh, they fought. So this is Bob Arum just trying to make some money. He has a guy named Edgar Berlanga. He's trying to promote. I'm sure Edgar Berlanga likes this. I'm sure he wants a Canelo fight. Everyone wants a Canelo fight. Uh, take a number. I don't blame Bob Arum for what he's saying, but it is ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's And it's not going to happen. Let's face it. Berlanga has to fight at least five more fights before he gets to Canelo. And, like, he has to fight actual people that, uh, you know, that you've that are more popular outside the, the boxcar circuit that he sees the fight they throw in against him just to keep that record streak going. Um, you guys have any final thoughts on that, James? Uh, anything that came to your mind as Rich was talking there? It looked like he had something to say. He just needs to win. He needs to win belts, man. He ain't talking about five fights. He needs more fights than that. He needs to win belts. Yeah. Prove yourself. If you want to you, you talk about Canelo, you better be beating all the people that he's beat in the last three years. Well, that, good luck. Good luck with that. That and Canelo's not going to fight him without a belt on the line anyway. I mean, Canelo's going after all the belts. He's trying to do well, they can make up a belt. <laughs> That's true. They they are good at making up belts. I'll drink to that. <laughs> they, they could definitely do that. We got more belts that we can make out, and uh, so and we got a, don't we have a new belt coming up uh, with this BJS Canelo fight again too? So maybe they'll fight for that belt. <laughs> all right, let's get back to the last bit of news here. Uh, Dillian White came out and uh, when they asked him about Ruiz facing Ariola, he says it's a typical joke fight from a fake Mexican. Now, I actually kind of uh, I disagree with uh, White a lot on this one. Me and Matt from Lindstrom were talking about uh, Ruiz and Ariola last night, and I actually kind of like Ariola in this fight. At he's getting ten and a half to one. I think uh, value wise, that's really good. Ariola's looking good in his training videos. Ruiz is a big question mark. He hasn't fought in a long time. He disappeared for a long time. You just see. Pictures of him with lost weight, but you don't. We don't know anything about it since his loss to Joshua. We don't really know what Ruiz is all about right now, and we know what Ariola is about. And he's you know he's forty years old, but you know we have a track record on Ariola knowing what he is. And I don't think I think Dillian White's way off on this one. Uh, Rich, do you agree with me on that, or do you think uh, Dillian White's on to something? Yeah, you and Matt from Lindstrom. Uh probably shouldn't be talking boxing anymore. Not unless I'm in a conversation because uh, Matt from Lindstrom, don't even call me. We'll talk another time. I don't want to hear from you right now. Here, Here's the deal. We do know what Ruiz is. He's with Eddie Reynoso. He's, he poops at seven in the morning. Like he said in the documentary just recently, we know what's going on with Ruiz. Ruiz is ready to fight. He's training with Canelo uh, and Ariola's old. Ariola is like what forty years old. I just is he's my well, age. He, it's not that old. This is a joke fight. Uh, Dillian White's right about that, 
but calling it uh, like calling Ruiz uh, a, a joke Mexican, a that Mexican. is a, yeah. <laughs> that is a way to get a fight. I don't like that approach. I've never been a fan of like ripping somebody else's like uh, origin of birth, like the way uh, Nurmagna Madoff and Conor McGregor, well, Conor McGregor was saying about Nurmagna Madoff, but. Um, this is a way that this is a way for Dillian White to get a fight with Andy Ruiz, and I think that makes for a good fight. And I tend to agree that this is a joke fight. James, uh, you look like you kind of agreed with me when I was talking. Do you kind of agree with me about this no, fight? No, no, I, no. I kind of like Ariola in this fight. I, maybe, uh, maybe I can show my elite boxing mind with Ariola pulls geez. the upset here. Yeah, well, it's a good thing it's a boxing show, not a boxing betting show. All right, <laughs> so let's get back to the boxing part of this. This is uh, why he, Ariola has no shot. There's just no, there's just no, no shot. shot. No, I'll, let me tell you this: Ariola is old enough to have fought Vitaly Klitschko. Okay, if anyone knows who that name is, not Vladimir, but Tally. Okay, we'll just stop it at that point. The, Ruiz is going to beat Ariola. There is no point. He lost. He's at uh, two hundred and fifty-one pounds, man. He lost 60, 60 pounds. Like, and this isn't photoshopped. Like I checked, it's not photoshopped. He lost it, man. Going to Eddie Reynoso is no joke. That is probably the smartest move Andy Ruiz has made in in his boxing career, besides taking the Joshua fight on short notice to springboard his, <laughs> his resume back up there. Huge. So I, I don't know. I, I, Ariel has no shot. Ruiz fast hands. If it's fa- if his hands are faster and they're just as heavy, even losing that weight, then uh, I mean, I think it's all for him to prove. I don't, I don't think this is a, I mean, I guess it's a joke. I don't know if it's a joke, joke fight, but I mean, I don't know what the joke is. If anybody thinks Ariel is going to win, that's a joke. Well, I think he could win. I didn't say he's going to win. I said the value is there at 10 and a half to one. And it sounds like I'll put up a can of Tecate against you guys having to buy a keg of it uh, for that one. If you're so sure of it, I'll even put that up. You guys got to drink a keg of Tecate between the two of you at a fight. And I'll drink a, I'll even drink a six pack by myself. Yeah. You'll drink a 12 pack or a 24 pack. We got to drink a keg. You more. Well, you're split between, well, it's 10 to one. And you said he's got no shot. So what are you worried about? (laughs) Yeah. What are you worried about? Because I still think he's gonna I still think Ruiz is gonna win. I just think the value's mm. there. Boxing show, not bad. Well, that's I was betting Tecate. You know, keg versus uh I'll do a twelve I'll do a twelve pack if you guys split a keg on that fight. I'll just put it out. We'll talk about it as that fight gets closer. But remember what I said. <laughs> All right, let's move on to bruise and reviews. Bruise and reviews where we review fights that happened this last weekend and uh we had three different networks doing three different cards um i'm gonna start by talking a little bit about the trailer pay-per-view because i'm the only one that watched the trailer pay-per-view live here between us three these guys decided to watch the other boxing cards which is fine but i did enjoy trailer i will tell you uh snoop dog was his great normal self been uh phenomenal hilarious uh lots of weird weird things they put into this one of course the beebs was in this one uh, they had a surprise slap match with Ric Flair as the referee, which was really cool until he hit on some high school girl, and that made everything a little awkward. Uh, we had a uh, Progray's fake nut shot for the win that uh, everybody saw. He hit him on the hip, and uh, his opponent had to be stretchered out because he said his uh, balls hurt too bad, and they literally stretched him out while showing the replay, and the announcers are right on the ring screaming, uh, he's nowhere near him. And I believe Snoop Dogg said, if that's where his balls are, 
he must have a hard time wearing jeans. <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> and then, of course, the main event. I say main event. It's Jake Paul uh, versus Askram. And uh, Askram came in looking out of shape. He was 20 pounds heavier than he's ever been in a fight. Um, as Snoop said, he looks like a giant bag of milk. And he also said, I uh, have $2 million on this fight. And Jake Paul has told me to start wrapping a blunt before when the bell rings and he'll be having beat before I even finish rolling it. And then we'll smoke it together on the air, which happened. <laughs> it was uh, pretty ugly. He also, uh, Askram came out looking like it was 30 style boxing, you know, to put up your dukes, you know, like this. And uh, Snoop had to comment, uh, he better get out of that 1930s mode or he's going to get his head taken off, which he got his head taken off. But all in all, it was an entertaining show. It wasn't much of a boxing show, more of a uh, entertainment show. There was also, I forgot to leave out, uh, Frank Mir fought with Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, apparently, as he said, had a few drinks. I think he was coked up out of his mind and you need to watch that. It is ridiculous. Um, and he also will not reveal who is opponent is but he says it's going to shock the world and everyone's going to say when i announce my opponent that guy's going to kill oscar and i'm going to prove to you how great i am uh, so i'm curious to see if it's uh which uh which celebrity from lost is going to be fighting oscar de la hoya out there or whatever it's going to be uh, that was my review of triller i hope you guys enjoyed it uh did you guys hear anything about it or have any questions about it uh, since i watched the whole thing uh, not, uh, not really, man. I watched the eight minutes of De La Hoya's commentary. Afterwards. You think he was on something besides two drinks? Because uh, we have two drinks every show. We don't sound like that. <laughs> um, I'll tell you right now, baby. I think, baby, we definitely was on something, baby. Oh my, baby. Oh, baby. USSSARA. Whatever, man. Oh he my kept god. Saying USSR Dude. about the guy, and then USSA. And uh, I never. I, I now know why Canelo left because he got called baby nine thousand times every time they met. <laughs> And it's fun when every time they go to the, they're trying to cut off his mic and he won't let it happen. It's great. It was hilarious. Oh. <laughs> it's like he was too much for Triller. <laughs> yeah. Filthy Rich, did you have any comments that you heard about or anything I missed there? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it was like you said, it was, a, it was like an entertainment show. Triller knows what they're doing and they're doing a really good job. I felt like the Black Keys didn't belong, but the Black Keys showed up. And then what was it like Snoop and Ice Cube and Too Short and Ice T, I think all did a song together, which was weird, but like, <laughs> I guess it worked. It was uh, entertaining. Pete <laughs> Davidson did a really good job. He was funny when he had to be. Ric Flair showing up was, I, you don't expect any of these things, but it was just, it was a show. It was like a television show. It was an entertaining event. Uh, props to them, man. I'm I and they did what like 1.45 million buys. Yeah, good for them. I I hope again. We talked about this months ago. The the blueprint I'm putting on a show. These guys have got this thing right. I'll drink the triller. Not only that, they they had uh, uh buffer on there. Michael Buffer on there for and he ain't cheap. They I don't care about buffer. Man. Well, I'm just saying that. You know, Snoop came out and he says, hey, we got the real buffer out here. The real, real buffer kind of a shot over at uh, Dana White, which is kind of fun. And then they were saying, how much do we have to pay you? Six or seven figures just to say your line out here. You are the greatest, the GOAT, but you you cost so much money. <laughs> and they had the head of Triller out there going, yeah, he costs a lot. And Snoop's <laughs> lullaby was really good. Yeah. 
so that was entertaining. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, they did, uh, on a boxing note, they did have uh, uh, Teofimo Lopez talk to his opponent on there, and his opponent was uh, said something that I loved. He goes, uh, yeah, you keep talking about how you beat uh, the great one over there, Lomachenko. Well, you beat a guy that didn't throw a punch for six rounds. Congratulations, and you won by decision. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was an interesting thing, and then uh, Teofimo just he kept getting shut down by was it Cobosa or I can't remember pronounce his name, but whatever it, I still think uh, T female is going to win that fight, but uh, it was definitely interesting to see. So uh, let's get to the other cards. though. uh, rich, you watched uh, Harrison versus Perella. I'm curious uh, what I missed in that fight, watching uh, the Snoop concert over there in the Biebs. Oh, before I even get started on this card, the Perella versus Harrison card, I have to make a comment uh, on what the PBC is doing. They put they had a fight between Vito Melnicki and James Martin fighting at 147. Melnicki is 18 years old, and James Martin's a, a young guy, 20 early 20s. They they are doing the PBC as they are doing a good job pushing welterweights when is bob arum gonna put on some random welterweights to build someone up to fight crawford because when that when crawford doesn't fight anyone on the pbc there's for years to come there will be guys on the pbc at welterweight that are never gonna fight crawford so i have to get that out of the way uh Milnicki, again 18 years old got beat up i thought pretty bad but just a blue chip guy uh but they're doing a good job developing welterweights over the past you know, year, I guess you could say now. Now, as far as Harrison and Perella, uh, you know, the the one name that kept popping into my mind, who, 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 like, who does this fight make look good? It makes Jermel Charlo look good because Harrison didn't really have much for Perella. For those of you who don't know, spoiler alert here, mute me if you have to, I'll give you a second. Not that, 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 that here it is. It ended in a draw. Perella moved up in weight. And I remember mentioning last week that he this might be the weight he feels comfortable at, and he put on a good fight against against Tony Harrison. And I don't know if he should have. I don't know if he's top ten yet, but Harrison might have dropped a few spots uh, after fighting Perella. But it was evenly matched. I think Perella belongs at one fifty four. Uh, just like the 147 division on the PBC is uh, getting deeper and deeper. I think the 154 division, uh, the super welterweights on the PBC are starting to uh, get deep too. Nice. James, what's next for Harrison and Perella? Oh, well, Harrison is interesting because he looked good against Charlo and then looked okay against Charlo. I didn't know about the stoppage on the second one because it seemed let's see it was just a to me it was a weird stoppage in the 11th but either way I don't think he was uh was terrible. I he still I still think he's a he's what, 30 years old still. I didn't I thought he was a lot older than that. So he's he's still got a lot a lot in the tank. Um and even though he had a kind of some, you know, that a weird showing against uh Perella uh yeah, I, th- I think he still has some people that he can fight in the division. Um, I- I'd probably say, like, uh, if he still wants to try to be relevant, I mean, obviously he can try a rematch um, or go against uh, maybe a, a Patrick Bashera, the guy who just lost his belt at Castano, um, 
or else if you want you could try to fight <laughs> you could try to fight the uh the towering inferno uh if you want to get a little crazy if you want to get your name out there maybe get uh um a little bit better payday or something like that but I, I think he still has a chance to get some big some big uh some big names it's just going to take a i think a little bit because he's just not uh, his last couple of fights he's just looked a little yeah um but perella i mean i don't know if i have too much for him that obviously just took a draw against harrison which i, I didn't think was going to happen uh so keep it up uh keep get hopefully this gets him uh, a, another fight with another name and he can showcase uh skills hopefully he gets better uh can move up that i think he's actually older than harrison if i'm not mistaken so maybe he won't have too much left um in his career but he's still young i mean he's only lost to what abel ramos and ugas besides some other guy that i don't know um so that's not really that's really not that bad for the losses on your resume so um yeah i don't know let's uh keep it up let's keep moving right on a boo boo also fight. Oh, hold on. Can I just jump in one quickly? Mm-hmm. Roy Jones is now the trainer of Brian Perella. So maybe that had something to do with it. I, I mm-hmm. forgot to mention that. Roy Jones is now training. He doesn't have a good record on training, but uh, maybe that's what he. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he does, but uh, maybe it helps. My bad. Gone. Mute me if hurt. you have to. Probably didn't hurt. I'm not going to mute you for that. All right. <laughs> you said LeBron. I would have thought about it. All right. If he's being trained by LeBron. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one, uh, last fight that we're going to talk about. Uh, James, uh, Boo Boo fought this weekend. Demetrius Andre fought Liam Williams. Uh, Andre won on the cards, went the decision. Um, I didn't think it was a very strong showing by Andre, but uh, I don't know. I'll leave it up to you. Uh, your uh, analysis, please. Uh, well, I'll talk first real quick about uh, Carlos Gangora on the undercard for that. Uh, if you don't remember him, he also fought... Uh, uh, kind of an upset win in his last fight and he has showing some really good skills um uh, i think he's someone that you should watch uh i can't remember where he's from but he's like it's not a not a boxing uh, uh country that he's from so um watch uh carlos gangora if you get a chance he looked uh, really good in the uh co-main event uh getting to the main event with boo boo and williams um williams is tough uh non-stop moving forward uh he definitely was cutting off the ring on uh boo boo like the entire entire match um so he was he definitely did exactly what he said he was going to do uh in in terms of what his skill his skill level and what he wanted and what he said he was going to do to pressure uh andre so with that being said I mean, Andre came out quick. Looked like he was going to put him away real early. And then... I, I don't know. Knocked went down went, like in the went, third, right? Or the second. Went to the bathroom and then maybe took a pause to go somewhere else. Got a sandwich, maybe some ice cream. And then after like the third round decided to come back and fight for a couple more in the 10th and 11th or maybe the 11th and 12th. Like it was, I, I didn't get it. Didn't understand it. It's like he hurt, he hurt him and then didn't continue to pressure, which I guess maybe I haven't seen Andre fight in a long time. I thought he was, I don't know. I thought he was, I thought he was different and I'm going to have to go do some more uh, research myself, I guess, to see if that's honestly how he fought in his other ones. Um, but <laughs> not impressed. Um, 
more impressed with uh, with Williams as far as that goes. But I mean, Andre's still top talent in my mind, uh, for sure. He just didn't, definitely didn't show it. Um, like, it like I the opposite he would have. It was like the opposite of ring rust because like he came out on fire, but then just like stopped. Like didn't he knock him down in like the second or the third round? I believe it was. Yeah, he had a nice one too coming off of a um, a break and a clinch and. Didn't just nothing just, in there. Like he felt like he was just gonna coast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was uh it was super weird. Um it was just super weird. Um I, I don't really I don't really get it, but it was he still won. Still won pretty handily, I I, I think. And uh hopefully <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Woo! Best thing I can say is that if people were scared to fight him before. They sure ain't gonna be scared to fight him now. So uh maybe this is all a ploy for him to get a bigger name fight. So if that's the case, man, whoo, good for you. Well, filthy rich, what's next for him? Is it a ploy to get a bigger fight to, uh, to show everybody, hey, I'm weak, come get me? Or does that just Andre he's just too much ring rust? Or what did you what do you think's next for both? Yeah, I wouldn't rule out the whole playing possum to get a bigger fight. I think we saw that. When Golovkin went a few rounds to get the Canelo, I can't remember who he fought. I don't know if it was Jacobs, but he fought someone and it looked like now's the time to beat Golovkin and uh, he got the Canelo fight. So there is a chance that Andrade is like in a sense playing possum. I don't think that that is the case, however, this time. Uh, we've seen... Well, we do know that Android wants to move up to 168. So we could have been watching a weight drain, a guy struggling to make weight, Android. And this is just a sign that he's no longer fit for 160 anymore. That even if there was a big fight, like say Golovkin or I don't know, Mungia, I don't know. Um, I don't think those fights are going to happen at 160. I think he is for sure done with this division at this time. If he, the, the, from what I've heard, uh, he did not look like the Android, the feared Android we've seen in the past. So I think it is time and it's his calling to move up and wait. Now, with that being said, uh, assuming he does go up to 168 for his next fight again, which he said he was going to do uh, a few names I have in mind, uh, Couple of the zone guys, I believe David Lemieux is a zone guy. He's getting old. This again, you want to uh, see if you belong in division? Go fight the gatekeeper. You're good enough to be top ten right off the bat. Go fight a gatekeeper and see what's going on. I don't even know if Lemieux is still considered a gatekeeper, but I have David Lemieux and someone like Danny Jacobs at 168. Go fight these guys to see if you belong there. I think both those fights can be made. And a third name I want to throw out there is Callum Smith, who's just coming off of a loss, who fights, uh, you know, in the UK that he well he fights for DAZN. So I think those three fights could easily be made if Andrade wants them. And I think all three guys, I, there's no excuse why uh, he shouldn't want to fight those guys. I think I think he can beat all three, and I think all three guys still have something to prove. And I think Andre would be a good test for any of those three. As far as like Liam Williams goes, looks like he's going to be staying at 160. I, I don't know what we're doing with his career here, but like one of the first names is like Jaime Munguia have uh Jaime Munguia fight is 
like can be made it is a possible fight triple g can be made i think uh triple g is always looking for a big name he, I, I don't know why people aren't fighting this guy i also have a couple more i have drevinchenko who's not with the zone i think he's more with the pbc but i think he can bounce back and forth i don't think he's under like some exclusive contract to any network so if the money's there for drevinchenko uh i think him and liam williams would make a good fight and finally just uh Shout out to the homeboy, to the homeboy, Robert Brandt. We haven't seen Robert Brandt in the ring for a while. I'd like to see Robert Brandt uh, get a fight, and I think uh, a Liam Williams fight would make a, a good uh, styles make fights. Uh, both their styles match pretty well. well. One thing I'm going to comment on that before we move on here. Um, you said that Triple G played possum to get a bigger fight, but he learned that from the Chris Algieri fight. You remember when Chris Algieri fought a guy that also played possum to get a fight against Canelo Alvarez. And you know who that was. I do. Amir Khan. <laughs> the original of playing possum, Amir Khan. Plays possum against Chris Algieri so he can yeah. get a Canelo Alvarez fight. He neutralized yeah. Chris Algieri for 12 rounds. You are yeah. right about that. That is right. Carried him, says, ah, you know just to get that Canelo money. That was the first big fight after Mayweather and uh, Pacquiao. It was yep. like a week later was Algeria against Amir Khan, star <laughs> of the show. So I thought I'd uh, bring that up. That, that was the ultimate playing possum. You know, to get the Canelo fight, you just, uh, oh, yeah. I'll just fall apart against Algeria and carry him for 12 rounds. All right, let's move on to Judge to the Max. All right, Judge to the Max is a little different. We, um... Uh, when we started Judge to the Max, we were going to uh, send, uh, submit questions to uh, Max Kellerman uh, with the idea that he'd probably never answer them. And then our second time in, he answered one of them, and uh, it was big for us, and that was awesome. Thank you, Max Kellerman, for that. Um, since we probably won't get another one on his show, we decided to change the format a little bit. We're still going to submit questions to him, so don't worry. If we get one through, we'll definitely put it through to here. But other people that are submitting questions to him that uh, do not get through, we're going to answer your questions here. We're going to pick a few out that uh, said the that sent it to Max Unboxing or uh, you know question of the Max, and we're going to ask our very own Judge Jimmy James to give the answer. We'll tag you in it just so you know, so you can watch it and tell all your friends that hey, I didn't make it on uh, Kellerman, but I made it on Bruise and Boxing. So, Judge, you ready for the first question? Yes, I am. This comes from Twitter user the Squared Circle with a three at the end of it. Uh, he says, with Andre's decision over win, decision win over Williams, did you see anything to suggest that Andre can beat a top tier middleweight, i.e., Triple G, Canelo, or Charlo? Hmm. Uh, we just talked about Andre. I mean, yeah, it's a it is a good question, right? Uh, if if we if we go with the theory that Andre was playing possum, then one hundred percent. I believe that he can stand in the ring with any of those three names. Uh, he definitely has the boxing IQ. He has the power, the speed, and agility to do so. 100%. Um, in, if, we, if we say that he wasn't playing possum and then he was giving it his all, man, that was... Uh, that would be a scary outing then uh, because Liam Williams definitely is not your triple G Charlo 
Canelo Alvarez skill level. He is much lower in skill. He just has the that move for he's got the, uh, he got I the guess fortitude, the, the the Mexican style. Um, I guess even though he's from the UK of moving forward constant, the constant pressure, he does have that one shot power. Uh, and he did hit Andre once where it knocked him almost clear across the ring where Andre like kind of skimmed across the ropes. Is that like um, the 10th round, I think, too? Wasn't it? Don't remember. It was late. But it was, uh, yeah, that was uh, interesting because I did not think um, that he was going to get a shot like that in. But, um, I mean, t- so, yes, I, I mean, short answer is yes. I think he definitely has the ability to meet the or to beat those top tier middleweights. Um, but like Rich was saying, if he moves up um, and this isn't his, if this isn't his move anymore, then I mean, at that point, then I think we're kind of past it. If he was supposed to, if he was supposed to already do it, maybe he still has one more, maybe this, like, like, like we were uh, touch base on before, this might be his one more shot at 160 to get a title. So then he can just vacate it and move up and, and keep going forward. But I I do believe that boo boo has the ability to beat these guys. I just don't know if we saw ring rust playing possum or if that was 100% Andre. So you agree with him filthy rich real fast. I mean, in, in the general sense, yes. If I had to, you know, uh, give you one word answers for each guy, I would say Charlo. No Canelo. No triple G maybe. And again, we're talking 160. If he moves up to 168, he's not fighting Charlo. He's not fighting Golovkin, and Canelo beats him. Can he compete? That's something else. Yes, he can compete, but I don't think he beat. I don't think he really beats any of those guys, especially after like what he just showed us this past Saturday. Who would want to bet on Andrade right now? No, no offense, but you need to do something more than that. Oh, I know who would. Oh. Raider live. <laughs> Play the mu- oh oh I thought it was uh. a Mircon. <laughs> hey no I uh, I agree I don't think he has a chance to beat any of them three maybe Golovkin next year if he fought him but Canelo's just too unbeatable right now and Charlo is a whole other beast but uh, I agree that he can compete I just don't think he can win the question was can he defeat any of those and so I think the short answer is you said yes or no is the short answer Jane. Well, short answer I think I think yes. That he could beat one of those three? I think he could beat one of those three, yes. Okay. All right. Well, we have time for one more here. And our next one is from K Caramel Rua. Yeah. We'll have that down there. I think that's how, if I don't know how to pronounce it, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with the Twitters. Uh, his question, Judge, is with all honesty and as a boxing fan, do you think Manny Pacquiao has a chance of beating Terrence Crawford if that fight happens? Perfect question for the judge, super fan, Terrence Crawford, super fan. Runs the uh, runs the fan club. Runs uh, he'll write you back a letter and send a uh, you know four by eight glossy signed by the judge with his arm around him. Yeah, I'll give you a bunch of Nebraska stickers. <laughs> so what do you think? <sighs> Does Manny Pacquiao have a chance of beating Terrence Crawford? Uh, I, I yeah, I, I do. I mean, Pacquiao is Pacquiao, man. I mean, you can sit wow. there and and joke all you want, there, Raider. But I wasn't. I was just surprised. That was a surprise spit take. Well, does he have a chance? Yeah, of course. I think he has a chance. It's Manny Pacquiao, all right? He, yeah, he could, I don't think Crawford he's could trip lost on the way to the anything. ring, I guess. Yeah. So <laughs> he hasn't lost anything as far as I'm concerned. I haven't seen him fight in a while, but let's let's see him fight again. Uh, I mean, it's Crawford. I mean, it's Pacquiao. Now, 
will he beat Crawford? That's a different that's a different question. But does does Pacquiao have a chance of beating Crawford? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Give him a percentage chance. Uh, what is Pacquiao's chances of a 50 50 chance to beat Crawford? Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's Manny Pacquiao, man. I know. And he it's has Manny five Pacquiao. years and he's like 107 years old, but you know, <laughs> wow. All right. That that's shocking to me. Uh, thank you. Uh, Kate Caramel for getting judged to admit that someone could beat Terrence Crawford. That's amazing. Filthy rich. Do you, uh, do you agree with that sentiment? Cause I, I know I don't, but, uh, what do you think? Um, in the general sense, yes. Uh, Pacquiao has a chance. I have not seen him slow down. We saw him fight. You know, I'm not a big Keith Thurman guy, but he beat Keith Thurman. Uh, it's still impressive. Um, I think 50-50 is it's close. I would say closer to maybe Crawford at between 55 and 60 and Pacquiao uh 45 whatever the math is i ain't got time with that but i think crawford <laughs> where's wins. matt from lindstrom when you need him for some math well uh, there you go but like that doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance pacquiao in any fight has a chance i would never rule pacquiao out. that's a good question um and i think our judge answered it well and good enough yeah i tend to agree yeah kate caramel don't take it from me i'm not the expert i'm just the host here so uh I'm and I've proven many times over that I have been wrong many a time. So, so for herring, uh, herring, I got I'm right. Done with you. <laughs> <laughs> got that one right. <laughs> and uh, I won another bet that these guys had to drink tecate on. But uh... <laughs> was that the herring bet that you guys wanted to uh, tecate? Why don't on? you back off and move on with your life? <laughs> All right. Well, that was our Judge of the Max segment. Thank you very much, K. Caramel Rua and the Squared Circle. Uh, Make sure to show your friends that, hey, you're on our boxing show at least. And uh, we appreciate if you subscribe and log in and uh, tell your friends about us because we work hard. We're small time and we uh, enjoy boxing and love boxing as much as you guys do. Filthy Rich, why don't you bring us on home? Oh, shoot. It's that time, huh? It is that time. I guess I just want to say happy birthday to our special guest tonight. You know, if we had some questions for him, we would have had some questions, but he's right here with me. Happy birthday, John Cena. You can't see him. Uh See you tomorrow, Bob. Wow. God, I was so tempted to mute him during the filthy minute. That's just hard to do. But (laughs) at least it wasn't LeBron. <laughs> I when he pointed like this, I thought he was pointing at LeBron is on a Wheaties box right there. <laughs> like I thought, I thought he was talking about first. But the you can't see me joke, real nice. All right. Uh Judge, if they're listening to us, where can they see uh Filthy Rich's awesome humor there in my background? And uh, if they're just watching us, where can they listen to us if they're on the road? Well, if you're watching to us. If wow, all right. <laughs> if you're watching us, you can listen to us on any major podcast site. So iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc. If you are listening to us, you can watch us on YouTube backslash bruise and boxing. That's what I got. That is what you got. It's another good week. Uh thank you guys all for joining us. I am Raider Live for Judge Jimmy James and Filthy Rich. Uh, another fun week. Uh, next week it's going to be uh the fourth or the fifth week, the fifth week of a month. So that's Raiders Choice Show. So tune in for that. That's gonna be fun. I got a lot of fun stuff written for this one. So uh, we only get uh, I think three five week months in a year. 
And this is one of them, so it's Raiders Choice Day, as we call Raider Day. So make sure you tune into that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so, again, once again, for Filthy Rich, Judge Jimmy James, Matt and Lindstrom, who's not with us, and I am Raider Live. Thank you all for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>